Oh, oh, I ordered my uh, my personal tags. What'd you get? Tesla. K2SO. K2SO. K2SO is the name of the droid in uh, Rogue One. Oh, oh, okay. But the but the droid in Rogue One is all black, so I now I'm now I'm mar- now I'm shopping for a black a satin wrap on my on my Tesla. <laughs> oh my goodness. What's that going to cost? Uh, anywhere from 2 to 3 grand. Wait, they wrap the car? In a world where you only have trailers and posters to judge a movie, Jim and Ted strike out to answer the age-old question, will you see it? Greetings and salutations, Ted. It is episode 187. Awesome. The 187. The 187. How are you? I am uh, good. I'm... I'm on a little, uh, you know, parenting high from the banquet last night. Audrey had her. Yeah, I saw the video. Very exciting. Her water polo banquet where she got the best offensive player. Yeah, she's uh, the most offensive. <laughs> that's that's my yeah, that was my joke. That's a dad joke. That's a dad joke. Shared it with a coach. The coach said I had a joke similar to that in my speech and I took it out. I was like, yeah, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's because he's not he's not dad. He's not the dad, so he can't do that. Yeah. But it but it was so funny to note to like, you know, I've been I, I don't know whether we had I think we had football banquets in high school. Yeah, we had sports banquets, yeah. hockey, baseball, etc. Yeah, exactly. But I guess I'm just a uh, chauvinist or something because I was just like I was like the energy here matches that of any of the football banquets that I went to you know like these are jocks these are you know water polo you know girl, girls water polo jocks they they're like hooting and hollering and like ribbing each other and it was amazing so I was I was very happy to to be able to be a part of that and to watch yeah to watch exciting that. so it's cool yeah we missed last week so we had busies you were at uh you had a theater thing or something oh yeah we went to hamilton i guess that's what we're watching oh hamilton okay now is that the first time you saw it live first time we've seen it live so audrey's seen it okay. live before because she has a friend that works at pantages ah uh so sh- her friend took her last year or something like right when okay. they right when they came out of covid right when they started back up uh, first time that we went as a family, so all four of us went to see it, and uh, yeah, and I was, I, I, you know, I know the story, I know the thing. I was, I was still excited to see it, and I was excited to see that they really, you know, they built the stage to spec. You know, they had the little turntables in the stage and stuff, so it was all very sure, yeah, very true to the to the pr- production. And how were your seats? Oh, they're beautiful. They're like, um, I would say they were like single digit, like eight, eighth row orchestra. Oh, wow. You were right up there. Yeah, we were. And we were on the edge. So we're on the wings a little bit. Okay. But but we were because of the angle and the way we were, it was like we had unobstructed view. Like we were looking over the aisle to the stage. So it was was really nice. It was it was fun because art and called in to to make these you know to buy these tickets and the guy who helped us he you know he's like actually at the pantages so he was helping us with the seats and he was like oh these are great seats because you can when you're looking at the stage you don't really have anyone in front of you and you're sitting two in the eighth row and then two in the ninth row so we were able to you know pair up which was good too because then 
I don't have to sit next to Anne and have Anne be pissed off because I'm dozing off a little bit here and there. <laughs> <laughs> and instead, I sat next to Audrey, and Audrey just would lightly poke me in the side when I would start to doze off. And then as I would stay awake, you know, Audrey would start to doze off a little bit, and I look over. That exciting of a, of a musical. <laughs> The second half is is a kind of, it has some lullaby songs to it. You know what I mean? The, yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand why he wrote it that way, but it is there is a a very comforting part. You know, a comforting couple of songs in the in the second act. Right. Um. So, but the first act is is where is where I love it. So yeah, I'm a big fan of it. Not as big as uh, Audrey. She knows all the words to everything, but but still, you know. It's it was it was a good one. Have you you haven't seen it, right? Well, I saw the television version, but I've never seen it live. The Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I've never seen it live though. Uh let's get to some beer. Okay, let's do it. And then we can jump into more of what we've been up to and uh before we get to trailers and stuff. So what do you have tonight? So <laughs> I have the beer that you were chastising me about a couple weeks ago. We had Audrey's birthday party a couple weeks ago. And uh, we were in Burbank, so I... Oh, I told you you were wasting a show beer. <laughs> I'm wasting a show beer, right? But it wasn't a waste of show beer. It's actually a beer that I bought for tonight or a show night. Because you bought two. No, no, I bought one. Oh. And then uh, and then we're over at Katie Cooper's house and she's like, we need extra wood for the wood pit for the girls. And you could go to Handy Market to get the wood for the wood pit. And I was like, oh, sweet. I'll go to Handy Market, get the wood for the wood pit. And uh, Anne and Katie had – we had a magnum of uh, Prosecco. So we had a big bottle of Prosecco between the three of us. But I was like, well, that's going to be gone because I'm going to leave for 10 minutes. <laughs> so I got this Phoenix Tears, and it's a quadruple dry hopped – they said quadruple IPA. They said it twice. That's kind of weird because you should at least say it four times if it's quadruple dry, dry hopped. Or I was going to say maybe it's eight if they said it twice. <laughs> quadruple dry hopped, quadruple IPA with mosaic citra cryo nelson solvin and simcoe wow a lot of hop in there a lot of hops what's the abv you have let's see oh, let me crack what are you it pushing here. tonight okay what am i pushing tonight let's see uh where is it i do not know i'll find it let me pour it and then you you do yours all right while you're looking for that I have another one of those German oh, that's uh, right. advent calendar things. Uh, this one is... The gift that keeps on giving. It does, yes. Husserin Trunk. Husserin Trunk. It's a Schlobrow... Schlobrow... Schlobrow. Rider. I don't know. It's everything on this can's in German. I can't read it. At least I know it's official. Yeah. And at least it has an ABV on it, unlike mine. Yeah, 5.3 is what I have tonight. It's a lager, your favorite. <laughs> is Kolsch is a lager too, right? That is correct. Yeah. See, I see Kolsch is in the, in the case, and I'm just like... Yeah, this is... The, I could just tell by the... By the fragrance that this is uh, a lager. I'm going to let the head go down a little bit. So do you have a tasting note for me? Um, no, because I'm still looking for the ABV. <laughs> no. I could have sworn I've seen this before. I can't drink it unless I know how much alcohol I'm consuming. Well, I'll tell you how mine is then. I know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up. You. You give a tasting note while I taste. It's good. It's much better than that last one I had. <laughs> 
but it doesn't taste anything like what you would think of a lager. Oh, really? That's good. It's certainly a lager. Uh, it's very good, actually. It's it's extremely good. But it's, you know, when you think of lagers sometimes, Kolsch's, they have their flavor. Uh, Pilsner's have their flavor and so on. And I'm not even sure. It's it's all in German, so I have no idea what I'm drinking. Yeah, it's it's all uh, Greek to me. <laughs> German. <laughs> or German, as they say. Uh, but it is very good. It's it's uh, it's kind of a malty lager. Okay. It's like if you had a PBR, but like really rich bodied and thick bodied. Oh, wow. It's nothing like a PBR. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a PBR, but it's full bodied. What? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, even the color, like the color is not. Yeah, it's uh, darker it's than not, a lo- Yeah, lager. it's darker. It's not bright. Um, it's not dark to the extent of like a stout or, or a porter or anything, but it's no, but it's like IPA dark. Like, come on, it's IPA dark, right? It has that look. Look at mine. Look at mine. Mine's like uh, yeah, the SRM would probably be around SRM. twenty or so. <laughs> yeah, and Ted's gonna say, "What's SRM?" Yeah, tell me what SRM is, please. No, that's the color charts. Oh, the color chart. Okay, I forget what it stands for. Standard rating matrix or something. SRM, let's look. Look it up. Standard reference method. So SRM is standard reference method. It's the most common method used to measure beer color in North America. Nice. So there you go. The Germans, I probably just totally ruined the beer for them. (laughs) But yeah, if I had to guess, it's like 20, 25-ish. So it's not... I mean, it's not dark, but it's definitely not, you know, like water would probably be what, zero or one. I don't know. Okay. Bud Light would be like two. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's good. How about you? A tasting note now. So a tasting note, I I want to say my palate is discerning enough to say that I can taste the Citra Crypto. Uh, Citra Crypto? Crypto? Not Crypto. Cryo. Citra Cryo. Uh, because it feels like it's- You'll cryo if you want to. <laughs> It feels like that's where this, it's like, I don't know if dank is the right word. It has like a dank kind of taste, but in a good way. Yeah. So it's probably like Citra Cryo on the front. And then as it mellows, you get a little mosaic on the back of the palate a little bit. So it's nice. I found the ABV online on Untapped. Okay. Um, and it is hitting in at a 12%. Whoa, man. You brought out the big guns. <laughs> That's what I said. Oh, and then I, I, uh, we had the we had the Super Bowl last weekend. Yeah. So I go to Valley Beverage, which is the one down in Sherman Oaks, uh, right across the street from Marmalade Cafe, one of our favorite little spots there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I took Bryce with me. It was like midday Sunday, and we go in in there, and he wanted to get a snack, so he brought his own quarters. <laughs> he had all his quarters, and uh, the guys there, I guess they kind of know me, <laughs> and. Uh, and he's and he was like, I want to get these donuts. Let me get these donuts, whatever, from the the rack of like the one convenience store rack that they have. That's kind of like yeah, of like the of like the Hostess powdered donuts or something. Exactly. Yeah. This is the, right, this right. is Entenmann's chocolate donuts, right? Four four pack. Yeah. Uh, so and I'm in the back. I said, give me a give me a couple of those four can uh, little toppers, so I could walk around and shop. And as I shopped, I just stuck these singles into, yeah, into sure. the thing. And I got pairs of everything. So I got four um, individual beers, and I got two of each kind. So like eight beers. Eight beers, but I was like, Frank and I are going to have a nice football watching party with our oh, eight to ten percenters that we have going. Getting the old man smashed. 
uh yeah so i buy that and i and he's like i want these donuts so i was like well go ask them for the donuts you have your money whatever and so the guys start joking with him and they're like oh do you have money because we could put you to work if you don't have money you know doing the whole thing yeah (laughs) and then the one guy turns and he goes your dad's such a good customer here we're gonna give you anything you want on that rack for for free It's like, oh, so nice. But then That's but funny. then I come home and, and Audrey's like, she's mortified. She goes, so basically they're calling you an alcoholic. <laughs> now, you know, it's funny because even at uh, the back room where I go get a lot of my show beers, Mike's like, eh, can I get the popcorn? And, you know, I'm like, yeah, all right, get the popcorn. And <laughs> it's one of those like gourmet popcorn, like local place yeah, makes yeah, it, yeah. you know, specifically for... It's like eight bucks for this popcorn or uh-huh, something. Uh-huh. And Sandy's like, ah, you know what? The popcorn's on me. <laughs> but you, yeah, you're a member. You spend hundreds of dollars on like your brew stuff. <laughs> for what I'm paying for all this beer. Sure. I appreciate that, you know? And, and then, and then on the, on the way out, I was telling them, I was like, my, my children's college experience is going to be different than mine. I'm not letting them do Keystone suitcases. 30, 30 packs of Keystone that they threw in the tub and, you know, covered with ice. They're going to drink craft beers and fewer of them and, and better quality beers. And I'm just like, yeah. none of that swill. Son, <laughs> all you need is one good one. You don't need 30 <laughs> shitty ones. I was like, no boot and rally for my children. Come on. There you go. There you go. Well, cool. That sounds like you had a good time with Frank. Frank and I had a good time. We we watched the game. I remember all of the game, uh, but I don't necessarily. I do remember having to be ushered out and home and stuff. So I'm oh, not boy. sure. Not sure how happy Anne and Barbara were, but but we had a good time. So well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. No, nobody went through a window. Oh man, that would have been the worst. I heard. I I heard that uh, Grizzly Adams. The actor for Grizzly Adams at one of the 1970s Super Bowl parties ended up going through one of the neighbor's windows. So that was one. Oh, boy. Yeah, he lived right down the street. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah. That's hilarious. Oh, man. Yeah, and then last week I did not watch the Super Bowl. Oh, nice. So we were in Ojai. Me and my friend Jared were in Ojai mountain biking. Oh, nice. And we have a mountain bike race, gravel. uh, It's a gravel race coming up here on march 19th so that friday night the race is that saturday and then sunday and saturday night we're going to stay until sunday uh, in ojai mm-hmm. so we're not going to record that night either so okay. f- fans of the show <laughs> get your disappointment out now well i well let's let's i'll even have a sooner disappointment next weekend uh probably going to be out of town oh boy uh so so it's and it's a packed weekend when i get back i'm getting back on saturday yeah i'm the the family's here but i'm going to florida to to help my mother-in-law oh okay okay more about that post show (laughs) yeah okay and uh yeah so we did a recon ride because we wanted to see what the course was like and and it's oh it's super close it's right there right yeah it's like hour 40 it's not too far oh man like super hard course it has two enormous fire road climbs Ugh. and i mean 
the following morning on Monday, I had the day off of work, but the following morning, I felt like I was deadlifting all day. My back was so sore and <laughs> my thighs were sore, you know, my quads and yeah. everything. And oh, it was it was and it was hot, too, you know, so I was cooked, you know, sweating. Uh, it was it was pretty brutal. And we get back to the car. I don't know, about five or so. And Jared took forever to get through the single track. I thought he was like mm -hmm. I got down really quick because, you know, I was on a full suspension mountain bike and he was riding a cyclocross bike. What's that? What's the difference? Tell me. Tell me the difference. A uh, cyclocross bike is similar to like a road bike, but with knobby tires. Oh, OK. But are there skinny knobby tires? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And a mountain bike is like, you know, a mountain bike. And then mine, uh, it's full suspension, like a cross country racing full suspension bike. And I was just bombing this single track. It was so much fun, you know? Yeah. And I get down. I'm sitting there about, I don't know, 45 minutes. And I thought, oh, my God, when do I call search and rescue? Oh, no. And, you know, sun's starting to set and everything. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> I'm like, well, I could call him, <laughs> you know. So I call him because I'm thinking it's search, you know, instead of search and rescue. Right. Make sure. Make sure before you do that. Yeah, exactly. He answers the phone. Jim, I'm still alive. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's good. Where are you? He's like, he's like, I don't have the balls to go down this fast, you know, and so I'm taking my time. I said, all right, man, you take as much time as you need. I'm just so happy to hear your voice. Right, right. <laughs> so we get down. We went to the Ojai Beverage Company. Oh, I love that. Love that place. Yeah, I got a couple of Belgian ales that I'll have on the show here in the coming weeks. I've actually watched the Super Bowl at the Ojai Beverage Company. <laughs> no, I guess it wasn't. It wasn't the Super Bowl. It was a championship game. Okay. It was one it was like the AFC championship game, but it was so funny cuz we went to we went to the Ojai Beverage Company to to pick up some beers, I think for one of our early shows. So I was like, okay. You know, how many we've been doing this 3 years or <laughs> 4 years, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was that first year of our, our recording and I, I, they have great, they have great craft beers too. Oh, their selection is unbelievable. So of course, you know, they have 50 beers on tap. The one I order they're out of, I said, Oh, 49 beers on tap, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I had burger and fries that were amazing. Yeah, and yeah. Maybe I was just so hungry from being on the mountain bike for five and a half hours. No, I think I remember the fries. I think the fries are like gourmet. You want to talk about gourmet? They're like truffle. Oh, they were fantastic. Truffle oil, salt, gourmet fries. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, they were incredible. Uh, so yeah, that, that was last week. And then this week, you know, just throughout the week, busy with work, meetings in the morning, meetings in the afternoon and and uh, just busy time of year. So um, and here we are. That's right. Back doing a couple of trailers this week. So let's start two, two, two men doing trailers, two men. Well, let's do let's save that one. <laughs> OK, OK. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get to Jurassic World Dominion. Yes. Well, it looks like it finishes the entire series. I hope so. Me too. <laughs> too many of these things. And it has like the VO of like the voice from the past, yes. like the echoey voice from the past. Like we started on this project. Jack, 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 Jack. <laughs> and here we are. Rah, rah, rah. You know, and you're just like. Oh, my goodness. Enough. Enough already. Yeah, it's it was a little melodramatic. I don't know. What do you think? Are you are you excited? So I am. And, I, you know, I think one of the reasons I kept this on it, it's kind of like you don't want to say pedestrian, but it's kind of like 
We talk about this with blockbusters often. You know, you don't need to raise awareness. It's going out. But I was like, this one, I don't know. You kind of need to raise awareness that I, I didn't know it was coming out. I didn't have, I guess I'm not in that Jurassic World vein. So I did need to see this coming out. But here's my here's my question. And, and this is this is the. So, you know, sometimes when we're in creative meetings and there's not a lot of creative to go over, we'll pull out trailers. And this is a trailer that got pulled out. And they kind of, um, the creatives that I was talking to, they were kind of critical about how much they show. So they showed a lot of dinosaurs, right? Yeah. And they said that that was kind of like not leaving things to the imagination. It's not really selling, you know, no reason to go see it kind of thing. You know, like I see I've seen all of the the story that I need to see. I've seen, you know, I was wowed by all the dinosaurs. And I said, well, I think I think what we're what we have here is a shift in the way that people are uh, marketing to their audience because well it's Jurassic World you expect dinosaurs you expect dinosaurs but I think they said specifically when the pterodact when the pterodactyl is that the one that's the that's the bird one right that's the flying one the the one for the plane yeah when the pterodactyl comes and claws the thing like. You could have left it at just the claws coming into the into the plane and not cut away to the bigger pterodactyl outside of the plane, you know, kind of save it, save something for the for the theater. Yeah. And I think my retort to them and my 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 thesis as to why this showed so many of the of the, the dinosaurs is that it it needed to show the scope and the scale to make it a difference maker that you would see it on IMAX or see it in the theater. So in other words, this is going to release the theater and it's telling the audience, you don't want to wait for streaming. Go like it's, it's a call to action. (laughs) CTAs, man. CTAs. It's all about CTAs. Yes. Um, So it's a call to action to see it in the theater because you're going to see vistas. You're going to see the scope. You're going to see, you know, uh, herds. The Jason Bourne European chase scene. <laughs> exactly. That was, I'm watching this. I'm like, this is like straight out of a, like, replace bad guy chasing Jason Bourne. Uh-huh. With, you know, the bad guy with the dinosaur and Chris Pratt is Jason Bourne. And, <laughs> and there's like no difference. With with that chase scene where the thing comes leaping off the wall, yeah, the the, the stunt coordinators are using previs from Jason Bourne. They're just like we're just repurposing this for the previs. Uh, yeah, that did not do it for me. You know, it's just it was just too bad in an awful way. So, but I mean, did you he- did you hear about this or no? Not until you sent it to me tonight. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't think. I thought it would be more widely marketed but i guess i guess i do like how they how they match and pair like the new with the old you know you have spaceman chris pratt (laughs) with you know like laura dern jeff goldblum sam neill and such yeah you know they kind of have that in the trailer too i mean especially they have that meet and greet like oh you're back in yeah i'm here and they have that like moment where they like they they catch eyes but but did you notice one of one of the creatives noticed 
that their their wardrobes were exactly the same. <laughs> right. They're like yeah. they're like even dressed the same as they were, you know, forty years ago, and they just dusted them off and pulled them back out, and now they're here again. You know, and some of the stuff, like I get it, you know, but af- after a while, it's like you have to go with like a more yeah, I mean, like a more I don't know if I want to say wardrobe, but just a more modern look or something, because even Laura Dern's hair was almost kind of like it's like they they just put her in amber. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was saying. It was like it was like in produ- in the production design, they said, oh, if we if we deviate from what they used to look like, then people won't know who they are. Or something. <laughs> they won't be able to associate it, you know, and that's the problem sometimes is, you know, not trusting your audience. Right. If they're fans, people are who are going to watch this are going to be fans. This isn't going to be your first rodeo when it comes to trying to wrangle dinosaurs in the Jurassic World uh, world. Yeah. Right. In the Jurassic environment. I don't even know. The Jurassic Park universe. There you go. Universe. Okay. So they're not going to come and watch this as the first one. They're going to watch this because they're fans of the Jurassic universe, you know? Yeah. Trust your audience. Agreed. Your audience who's going to watch this is going to know who the old crew is in this. Right. And they're going to know who the new crew is and they're going to get into it for the action flick that it's going to be. Yeah. You know, the chase scenes. It's going to be like, you know, you have Bullet, you have Ronin. (laughs) Oh, I loved Ronin. And then you have Jurassic World Dominion. The three best chase scenes of all time. <laughs> I don't know. Did you see that one one uh, video that I shot? And uh, <laughs> when I honked, when I honked at that that guy that almost hit me on the one one, did you? Did I, I sent you that video? Did you see it? Did you not watch that? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, and then and then so from bullet to Ronan to, to Ted to Ted and his Tesla. Yeah. So so here here's a here's something something should I have should my handle be Tedsla? Or or Tedla. Do I do I do it T E D L A? What do you mean handle? What are you gonna be on a C B? No, no, for like uh <laughs> for like a hashtag or if I start hashtagging the stuff that I post for my Tesla. Oh, oh, I got you. I thought you were gonna be like a breaker one niner. <laughs> this is Ted on the on the white rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting there your your handle my my cb with my huge ass uh antenna sticking magnet magnetized in the tesla <laughs> you know how when you see like uh like ham radio operators yeah exactly <laughs> and they have like antennas all over their vehicle but like one guy's like in a tesla model s or something with like you know just antennas all over it that would be that that would be incredible if I dude I would I would just high five I, I would just give him like a fist bump Tedsla that sounds like coleslaw <laughs> or Tedsla or Ted's LA or something you know what I mean like it sounds like I'm from LA but I'm not you know like it's my LA Ted's LA or just Tedla do you think that's Tedla Tedla like it's just replacing the D replacing the S with the D oh I see Tedla Ted or or adding a D instead of Tesla it's Tedsla. Yeah. Tedsla. I don't know. I'd have to sleep on it. <laughs> okay. You can get back to me in our in our in our chat about that. Okay, to finish up Jurassic World Dominion, are you going to the show waiting for streaming or saying yet altogether? I'm gonna wait for streaming on this one, I think. Okay. Um 
Audrey's ramped up. She wants to go see Uncharted this weekend. I don't. She wanted to go see it tonight. I was like, I got a podcast. Uncharted. Uncharted's the um uh Tom uh, Holland, Tom Holland, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the one you're talking about. We we covered it a few weeks back. How many times does he fall out of a plane? <laughs> I, I I'll I'll fall I'll I'll yawn when that happens. What's the over under when he falls out of a pl- for, pl- for for plane dives? Uh. Unbelievable. But then, so what was it? Um, she wanted to see it, and she was a little upset that we couldn't go this evening, and we might go tomorrow night. We might not. Bryce is still on restriction for, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, Bryce, poor Bryce. But uh, he does it to himself, just so you know, uh, audience. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, but I was like, I can still take Audrey. Audrey and I can go to that, you know, whatever. But I think she's ready to like say all right if you're not you know i think she's just she's softening us up for batman okay like she wants to see robert robert pattinson's batman it's amazing like she's gonna need to see it either thursday night or friday night it's gonna be and when's that release this week no the batman releases um march I, oh march okay a couple weeks 14th or something like that I yeah think. yeah March 10th. three weeks or whatever that is yeah so that's going to be the one where she's going to pummel us with having to go see it. So no spoilers. Well, there you go. But this one, this one, I'm uh, this one, I'm skipping. I think, or, or or seeing streaming. Yeah, we may go to the theater for this. If if we go to the theater, I'm gonna. Uh, what I want to do is the Jurassic Universe marathon. <laughs> Watch them all, finish it off, and then I could check it off the list and be like, never have to see them again. Until the well, can the boys watch this? Do they watch Camp Crustaceous? Oh yeah, no, they're into it, so they're watching this. They'll, they'll be into this, I think. And they watch, yeah, Camp Crustaceous. They watch. Actually, they were watching that tonight. There you go. They've seen a few of the Jurassic movies. Uh, when's the first one? Was it ninety three? Mm. So we're looking at thirty years ago. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I think it was ninety three, maybe ninety one, maybe something like that. I don't even know. Crazy old. I know. Uh, okay, men. Uh, I might need the lights on for this one, Ted. <laughs> Holy cow. And when I did it, when I watched this one, I watched it with my headphones oh. and the sound. And you're like, look, you're looking, you're checking over your shoulder because it's like so visceral. It's a- oh, man. The sound stage mm-hmm. it puts out is is Creepsville. We'll get to Servant in what we're watching, okay. but you you made a comment last episode how Servant is turning to horror, Yeah, and we're all caught up with Servant, but awesome. maybe we could just talk about it now and do like a comparison or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yes, Servant is turning to horror in many ways. It's, it's still weird. I don't know where it's going, and we're all caught up, so now I got to wait week to week at this point. <laughs> The binge is over. Uh, um, you know, I'm tapping the vein looking for more and it just isn't there, you know. But man, no, men. Men. <laughs> A24, a TJP favorite. Yes. I mean, I'm not even joking when I say I need the lights on. Like, talking about it, I'm getting the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> this is horror to the max. Yeah. The the trailer is so spooky. Did you ever see Mother by Darren Aronofsky? I don't think I did. Oh, you would know it if you saw it, because it okay, is no. the, one of the most disturbing movies I've ever seen. 
and I think I I turned it off at parts because it was so disturbing. <laughs> but then but then I turned it back on or like I I watched like the end of it. I, I forget where I was watching it, but you know, spoiler alert, okay? <laughs> this woman, Jennifer Lawrence, she has a baby, but she's in some kind of cult or she's in this cult basement, whatever. And uh, in the end, it turns out to be some kind of cannibal cult where they tear this baby to pieces and all eat it on its way, like being taken away from, you know, this mother. And I was like, is it like the evil demon baby prank? No. Have you ever seen that? No, I haven't seen that. You got to send me that video. Oh, oh, I will. (laughs) It's it's classic. But the way that this, the way that men kind of showcases the sound design, the shadow and light play against the, the gargoyle or whatever that thing is. And, you know, Alex Garland is kind of amazing in everything that he um, approaches and does. So, I mean, it's just A24 feels like top of form. It feels like Alex Garland's going to do an amazing thing here. And yeah, I think what you said about Servant is perfect because I think Apple, we talked about Apple occupying this quirky space, this, you know, darker space, not to jump to what we're watching, but I finally, I started watching Severance. Severance also came out. And if you're waiting- What's Severance? We we did a couple weeks back. It's got uh, Adam, oh, what's his name? It's uh, Ben Stiller produced- and we said how quirky they were. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And it's got uh, yeah. Patricia Arquette and it's uh, Totoro. Where we were talking about how they, it's the severance package and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. And 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 it's amazing. It has, all right, I'm skipping to what we're watching. Okay. So I'll get to that. But I think men and severance and servant and and a little bit maybe mother too they all occupy this space of this art i I guess it's like art horror okay i can see that yeah yeah there's like art horror there's like gore slasher yeah it's not slasher horror and it is gory it's you know i think hereditary and midsummer and you know all that that kind of stuff there's like a High art horror movie. Yeah, like the Shyamalan type stuff that he does. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I think this is occupying that same space and I can't wait to see it, but I'm definitely waiting for streaming on this one. It, there's, I don't think there's an advantage to seeing it in the theater. I think, you know, like you said, put on headphones on this one and watch it in a dark room and you're good to go. Right. And I would stay home too. Um, I might need some snivel gear. <laughs> And, and then know, you could just, you could also stop it, which I was saying like I did on Mother. I exactly. just, just stopped it, walked away, and or I walked, let it play, and walk away. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Hide behind <laughs> the sofa pillows, you know, or yeah. I, I mean, it looks great. It looks if you're into horror, it looks amazing. I'm I'm somewhat into horror. I'm not a huge horror person, but if done well, and this is and this is what we're talking about. I think this is the news. A new subgenre of horror that you can actually watch with a critical cinematic appreciation. And even watching Servant, there was some scene, just as an example, where someone's standing there and then it's like the house repair guy goes walking past Mm -hmm. some know-nothing scene. But like they give you the bum, 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 you know, <laughs> whatever, you know, like the the music 
the like the, the jolt the of scoring, that like yeah. loud music and it's like if that music wasn't there it's just some dude walking past <laughs> and it's like I get it for the horror side of it, but like sometimes that trope is a little overused and it wasn't even a reason like it wasn't a creepy scene or anything, but they tried to make it a creepy scene and you're just like, eh, wasn't that creepy. Didn't really get me. It's like a fake, fake jump scare. Yeah. Fake jump scare. Exactly. Um, I agree, though. I think I would wait until streaming with it. These are kind of movies where you want to snuggle up with the with, with the wife. Oh, Anne's not watching this. If I snuggle up with Anne, she's going to have to be asleep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and, you know, I, I don't know if Clarissa would be into it. She would probably watch it with me, but definitely not a theater movie. I, I don't like horror. I don't like, you know, the theater to me is action adventure uh, light humor, not even comedy, because sometimes comedy is like, you know, like cheap comedy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, uh, what's the one um, old school, for example? Right. Right. <laughs> Hilarious. I love it. It's just not a theater movie for me. No, you don't need the theater for that. Exactly. But the Bourne movies, you know, we mentioned earlier, the Jurassic Park one, maybe even some, you know, like I like, you know, a lot of the Marvel movies and such Mm -hmm. like, yeah, those are made for the silver screen, you know, and yeah. And uh, men, I don't think is made for it. However, it is probably a watch. And and I'm intrigued by the whole uh, concept of what. Alex Garland is trying to say the social the social commentary on this yes is going to be amazing and I don't know what his point is yet and I'm ready to watch and find out I'm ready to watch find out and be introspective about about what uh, what I'm watching and what what I did as a man to to um, to deserve the this to to figuratively hold the female species down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, what we're watching. So we talked about Servant on Apple TV Plus. Yes. So we are all caught up as of this week. What's your favorite? What's your favorite part of the whole Servant thing? My favorite part is when she buries her in the basement. <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. I was like, that's so brutal. Like, <laughs> no, I think it. It's got to be with uh, Ron Weasley. <laughs> When he's just coked out of his mind and falls out of the door in the bathroom or something. And he's sleeping with everybody. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he's he's trying to get back with Leanne and he goes to, like, get the DNA to pull her hair. <laughs> but like her hair. And he's just like, she just doesn't shed, you know, <laughs> and gives away the 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 friend's hair for the DNA. And like right. that, that whole stuff right, I think right. was pretty good. I, I like his character probably the best. I think Julian Pierce. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I like him. Oh, is that is, is that is, uh, that's the character name. Oh, char- yeah. I thought so. R- I was Rupert, like, Wait, Rupert his- Grint is his, uh, real that's right. Name. That's right. But I like his character. I like when he goes places and does things and he's always like in panic mode. And yeah, <laughs> Yeah, so he's he's in my opinion he's like the comic relief that's not 
necessarily comic, but I think it's intended to be comic. I think he, to me, he's the catalyst for everything. Right. You know what I mean? He's like, he's like, oh, something's going well. Let me get in here and screw it up, or let me go exactly. in and, and and twist this knob, or what to, you know, or figure this thing out. Oh, oh, you're not drinking? Let's drink a case of wine together. You know what I mean? Like, right. he's always the impetus for them to devolve from where they are you know experts and trying everybody else is trying to hold it together and he's just trying to rip everything apart exactly being self-destructive and and just generally destructive so it's it's a it's a fun character to inhabit i'm sure yeah and you know i mean i would say if they don't wrap it up this season i'm okay with that yeah but i would want them to wrap it up fourth season i don't want it to go further yeah uh i can see like if it continues the way it's going at some point you're like why am i watching this they're not moving the story forward <laughs> yeah because it's it's at the point now it's like kind of the same old uh they're, they're going round and round and you're not getting anywhere right right uh the second thing we both watched i'm sure is the book of boba fett we finished that oh that's right. I forgot. It felt like it finished a year ago, but that's right. It finished just now. It did. Yeah. Seven episodes. That's that it. was a quick one. Yeah. I expected at least eight to ten, but whatever. What do you, what do you think? It sets up uh, Mandalorian 3? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I w- I'm a little disappointed in it. Um, I would prefer Boba Fett to have kept his helmet on throughout this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we already know who he is and what he looks like because of Django Fett and such. Right. I think the main thing is, and what I like about when helmets are left on or when the veil is not pierced, is that that character could be whoever you envision he or she to be. Right. Right. I mean, if you're black and you want to envision the character to be black or white or whatever it doesn't even matter you know old or young yeah what you have in your mind's eye is who that character is once they take the helmet off and remove the veil as it were that mystery's over and now you see it for what it is and it's it's kind of that fantasy of what you view the person to be is gone right so i don't know i mean i wish they would have left it on i think just for the i mean he's he's an iconic character like yeah you got to leave the helmet on but i mean but i guess it's it's comes with the territory you're going to have to you know he's iconic but he only inhabits what 6 minutes of cinematic uh, Star Wars from back in the day. That's what makes it so iconic. But then you can't give you can't give him a season. Then he's just then he should just be a guest on Mando. You know what I mean? He should just do one episode a year on Mando. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> you know what I mean? This this no, I couldn't agree more with that. Half Mando, half uh, Boba Fett. Anyway. So I think I think there's there is, you know, Anne's always saying like, oh, one and done, one and done seasons. These are these should just be one offs. But I think I feel like Mando's coming back. I feel like there's going to be another Mandalorian to have Grogu select choose Mando over the Jedi's was kind of amazing. I thought you know, like amazing good or amazing bad, amazing good. Like he, oh okay, he is old enough now at what fifty or seventy or whatever hundred or whatever. He's like fifty one. <laughs> He's my age. 
So for him to choose that over that over the Jedi training was kind of monumental to me. To me, it's the biggest. It was the biggest thing of this of the series. I'm glad they did because they got rid of Uncanny Luke. <laughs> yeah, like I, I hope don't think he's... I don't think that's the last we're going to see of Uncanny Luke. You don't think so? No, because we have a whole uh, we have a green light. Uh, to my knowledge, I thought, you know, I think in the trades, it's known that I think we have a green light on uh, Ashoka Tana. It, like she has a series, she has a series coming out, you know, so I think we're going to have. Well, Obi-Wan's coming out. Well, Obi-Wan is right. But isn't that younger Luke? That's going to be like. That's like baby child. Teen Luke. And it's still going to be Hayden Christensen. So, so that's young Darth Vader, you know what I mean? So, right. So I think it's going to be, it's going to be there. Um, early, early Tatooine. I mean, talk about Tatooine. Like Tatooine is just the gift that keeps on giving. The the planet of Tatooine has never seen so much screen time as it has. <laughs> I know it's like in the outer rim and everything. You know, it's like yeah. But I, when you, yeah, I think when you look at planets, Hoth had a role, but they weren't really there that often or that that long. Just yeah. the the Battle of Hoth. Endor, they probably were on the most, yeah. you know, in Jedi. And when you think about Tatooine, I mean, they were there about as long as they were on Hoth. What is your favorite planet in the fictitious Star Wars world? That's a good question. Um, I mean, if you think about the first three movies, you have like desert, uh, rainforest, jungle, and snow and ice. Right. Tundra. Yeah. Yeah. Tundra, whatever, you know, the, the um, uh, Arctic. And then Coruscant, that's like a city, a planet city. Cor- Coruscant a city is, planet. Is, Coruscant's kind of like the Athens of of the of the Star Wars world. Sure. You know, it's yeah. like the high society, high political value, right? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, see, the thing is, if you look at Tatooine, and maybe because a lot of the shows have been have been on that planet i think tatooine gives you the most like it has the most corruption it has the mafia in a sense right it has all the things the crime lords and it has the richest richest tapestry of exactly whereas if you look at hoth it was strictly just a hidden base that got found and then they blasted their way out of it right so there's really no story to hoth other than let's get the hell out of here Endor, I mean, ugh, like the Ewoks <laughs> just drove me insane. I'm not and, a then, fan and then not only that, the Ewoks were so popular. All of the early '80s spinoffs were all done on Endor, so they <laughs> they put all right. they posted all those on on Disney hey, Yub Plus. Nub. Exactly, and it's just like it's just like all these failed attempts at making Endor a thing, and now they aren't going back to Endor. Um, so now they're doing the same thing to Tatooine. I think you know. Yeah, and I I think Tatooine, you know, just because of, like you said, the tapestry of it. Right. It would be nice if there was different landscapes and it wasn't just like the Mojave Desert everywhere you turned. Right. But at the same time, you know, I like the Middle East kind of flair. Right. Uh, the the clay and the clay houses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, kind of that like uh, Mesopotamia <laughs> sort of like the bread basket 
basket of 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 civilization, you know, and and how they kind of play all into that stuff. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's where we met Han Solo, and uh, yeah. So I mean, yeah, Tatooine's a great planet, right? And then you know, I'd say it was a moon, but that's no moon. <laughs> so. I think I like Scarif the best. It's a tropical planet. You know, it's where the Empire stores all of its uh, data. All, all the data. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like the biggest dam in the world, in the universe. Um, and then. What was the one with the monster waves? The monster waves. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in the. Oh, we watched that. And the waves had like, they had the cycle as it would come around every, every like. Yeah. Every orbit or something. I forget what that name of that planet is, but yeah, it's in one of the last movies, right? It's like a yeah. nine or something, eight or nine. Whatever. For, it's a forgetful one. <laughs> oh, oh, I ordered my, uh, my personal tags. What'd you get? Tesla. K2SO. K2SO. K2SO is the name of the droid in uh, Rogue One. Oh, oh, okay. But the but the droid in Rogue One is all black, so I now I'm now I'm Mar- now I'm shopping for a black a satin wrap on my on my Tesla. <laughs> oh my goodness. What's that going to cost? Uh, anywhere from 2 to 3 grand. Wait, they wrap the car? Yeah, they, there's If you if you, you know if you do you know satisfying videos like videos that you just watch and then you end up watching like 17 TikToks of the same thing because it's like satisfying to watch them. Okay. They basically wet your car down panel by panel and they scrub they scrub it clean and then they take huge sheets of plastic and 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 they put the plastic the colored plastic on your car and then they just scrape the bubbles out of it the same way you scrape bubbles out of like any kind of clear protector yeah it's like putting on uh tinted windows exactly yeah except it's on on the body of your car and it's colored it can be colored or it can be clear and then you drive real fast they blow off no they don't blow oh, off oh okay they, they, in fact, they protect your car, so you could actually, it's actually like it, it'll, it'll take most of the dings uh, and not and protect your. Oh, like the road marks and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they have a video of somebody like, like uh, hitting, you know, a low impact on a pole, like scraping a pole and part when you're parking or something, and the whole panel's dented. But then they pull the, they peel the, the paint is perfect. They peel the skin off. And the paint is not chipped at all underneath. I was like, but your wow. car is dented like to, yeah. to crazy huge dent. Anyway, so K2SO. 10 months, 10 months, 10 months for the, the tags to come. Really? Yeah, it sucks. Holy cow. So I have a I have a couple more. How about yourself, though? What's uh, something we haven't watched together or, you know, at the same, you know what I mean? All right. Yeah, yeah. So I will say if you're if you're watching servant but then you're like oh servant's not you know i can't i need something else i will say severance is in okay is intriguing and i will say that severance aesthetic stance or aesthetic qualities matches mr robot and you know early early servant so they are doing things at apple tv plus to put themselves so uh deep in this dark thriller space you know it's 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 amazing so i watched a couple episodes and you know and are they 30 minutes an hour what are they an hour they're about an hour hour okay but they're they're riveting and and stark like you know when i you know we've talked about mr robot for years on this podcast but yeah yeah they contain 
everything in the frame because it's all about control. You know, the severance is about the corporation's control of the employees. And for that, in the cinematic uh, mise-en-scene that they're trying to sell, means you show a lot of ceilings, that you have um, your cinematic space divided so that it contains everything in within the within the frame. So the frame has a frame that's within a frame that's within a frame, and then there's a lady on a table, you know what I mean, like passed out on a on a conference table. You know what I mean? So it's like it it opens on a woman passed out on a conference table, and it's just it just it's it snowballs from there. It's it's amazing. Okay, I'll I'll have to check it out. And then. Uh, uh, my my biggest find since I'm done with uh, Shit's Creek, um, Kim's Convenience. Oh, I thought you found the paddle. <laughs> no, but I guess I'm into family sitcoms from Canadian television. Oh, that's funny. What's the one Working Moms? You ever see Working Moms? Oh no, what's that? Is that is that where is that from? It's Canadian. Okay. I think it's like Toronto or something, and it's. It's a family thing where, like, uh, I forget her name. Oh, it's the guy's daughter. I can't remember who it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, the guy's daughter. Yeah, the guy who did Stripes and all that. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't remember. I'm, I'm drawing a blank if you look it up there. Uh, but it's you know, she, she's kind of like a, a professional uh, exec of sorts. Oh, Catherine Reitman. Yeah, there you go. Didn't Ivan Reitman just pass away? I think he might have. Yeah. But yeah, she she goes on like business trips and is doing her work stuff, but trying to balance family and, Ugh. you know, and, and the dad's home yeah. or the husband's home, you know. And so I watched uh, maybe two seasons of it. Okay. And it's not bad. I just I just lost favor with it, you know, but uh -huh, uh -huh. I think women probably would get a better like Anne would probably get a better like jive with it than <laughs> a, a guy would. Yeah. And I, I when I watched it, I kind of watched it through the lens of Clarissa mm -hmm. to kind of put myself emotionally into that into that space yeah um it, but i don't think it's like if you're like a single dude or something without a family and so, you know you're not gonna watch it <laughs> but if you have a wife who's kind of doing the working mom's thing and stuff like you could put yourself in the situation and, and understand what your what wife must be feeling right. about things and right. such yeah. Well, I will say Kim Convenience, it has five seasons. I'm about two seasons into it. Um, it's uh, what is about 10, 15 episodes? Oh, yeah. I think like 12 episodes, maybe. Perfect. Yeah. If it's 24, man, forget it. Yeah. And it's uh, Simu Lu's, you know, uh, Shang-Chi, his, his first uh, his first sitcom. So it has him in it. Okay. And he's kind of he's kind of like the heartthrob in it. And he's he takes off his shirt. <laughs> In a lot of episodes, <laughs> and, uh, and it's so funny. So it has it, you know. It's a, it's basically the the family, same family makeup as Schitt's Creek. Uh, two parents and two children, a boy and a girl. Um, different because this plate takes place in, I think, Toronto. So they have some uh, funny Canadian things going on. Like the Canadian money's there, and I don't know what they're talking about. And they keep talking about like the water bill. But they call it the hydro bill. Like the hydro bill is too high. The hydro bill is too high. I'm like, call it a hydro bill? That's weird. <laughs> That's funny. Hydro. <laughs> uh, but it's amazing. It's just, it's so heartfelt and funny. And it's perfect 
work fodder. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm making my air tables. I'm, you know, making new automations and stuff and I can put on, put it on and, and have it in the background. Man, Ted, it only took uh, <laughs> an hour, an hour to get to air tables, <laughs> air table talk with Ted. But it's, but it's kind of like, it's very light and it's, and yet it's engage, it's engaging and all the characters are endearing because they're all like, cause they're all Canadian and nice. They're Canadian. They're nice. And they're, they're all sorry. And then there's this huge, there's this, uh, huge, like, uh, unexpressed love triangle. I don't even know if it's a love triangle, but his, like, Simu Lu's, uh, young, his name's Jung, Jung Kim's, uh, boss. He works at, like, a car rental place. And his boss has the hot room in the first season. And then the second season, he's like, oh, I get it. I, you know, we can, we can have a relationship. And then she goes and dates somebody else. And now, you know, and now they're kind of back and forth. So it's kind of, it's, you know, I love, it's, it's a great, it's a great story and it, and it plays so well. Like it, it can occupy a hundred percent of your brain, but it can also do, you could also do 30%. You can give it 30% of your attention and it's still amazing. And you, and you get enough. You, you get it and it's there. And then, you know, your 70, your 70% can do the air table. And what platform? Netflix? It is Netflix. Yes. Netflix. Cool. Yeah, we uh, are approaching the end of the Legend of Vox Machina. So, oh, that's right. On Amazon Prime, all of the episodes are out. We just haven't gotten to all of them. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There's 12 episodes. We're on like episode 10 or something. Are they super long though? No, they're like 23. Oh, that's not bad. Minutes. Well, so I, yeah, they're they're, they're bite size. You keep you keep talking about the YouTube read-alongs and they're like three hours long so I'm, I'm thrown off oh those things could be anywhere from like three to six hours man it's like who's doing that <laughs> you know the funny thing is I'm, I'm a fan you know of the critical role right. thing but it's like and I've tried man I get in like 40 minutes while cooking dinner and I'm just like like I'm done like it's it's just I don't know how you watch it. And I was thinking, I'm like, oh, people must watch it in the background. I tried that. No, you can't because the way it goes along, it's so slow moving that they're like, okay, roll. And you're like, give me a, a roll of 20 sided die. And you're like, what are they even rolling for? <laughs> you're so lost if you try and do it in the background. Uh, okay. Who is watching five hours of that? I have no idea. Uh. But the... Animated series on Amazon Prime. Perfect. Stellar worth it. But like I said, not for, it's for uh, 15 and younger, probably. It's TVMA. Yeah. They even say 16 plus, yeah. and I would agree with that. You you know what came out uh, very recently on uh, Amazon? Or no, not. Was it? Yeah. Amazon or Hulu? Oh, what recently came out on Hulu to, or today or this week? The Kingsman. Oh, The Kingsman. Yeah. yeah. Do you have Hulu? We have Hulu. So- so I just I just switched from uh, T-Mobile to AT and T for mobile service. Okay. Because we also got AT and T fiber, so we got fiber into the house. Don't tell work because I have a gig up and a gig down. Whoa, it's fast, huh? Yeah. So you know how it was always throttled, like over the air. What do you mean? Don't tell work. Why can't they know? <laughs> No, because then I'll be moving all the files for everybody at work, you know, because I'll be like, oh, oh Ted, you oh, have yeah. that super fast Internet. Why don't you use it to to push our files back and forth? So what is that? What, what's the price per month? 
Um, it's under hundred bucks. It's like eighty five dollars a month. Wow, that's unbelievable for a for a gig gig up and gig down. And it, you know, and and I did and I did speed test, and it's and if you pl- if you're plugged in, it's like seven hundred up and seven hundred down. Oh, so slow. <laughs> Yeah, and then the last thing I watched, again, Amazon Prime, uh-huh. uh, Lovecraft, Fear of the Unknown. Oh, is that good? Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen it? I th- I thought, is it... Is it the, it's the, it's like a crazy horror monsters thing. Yeah. So H.P. Lovecraft is the author for, yeah, like sci-fi horror genre. And like Cthulhu is the squid man looking thing that like Davy Jones was kind of modeled after and such. And yeah, exactly. That's what I, that's what I saw. And yeah, it was good. It was about an hour and a half. It was pretty much his life, how he kind of got into horror writing and stuff and where, when he was doing it, much like authors of their time, mm-hmm. he didn't get much recognition. But, you know, 80 years later, he gets rediscovered. And now he's like this this icon and this, you know, world renowned po- posthumously. <laughs> yeah, but not even that, though. It's like a lot of people still may not know of him. But those who do are like heavily into him. You know what I mean? And right, right, right. Like Guillermo del Toro was one of the interviewees. And, you know, there was a lot of people they interviewed, various writers, directors, movie makers and such. Oh, I thought you were talking about it. HBO, they have like uh, a a series like from his his works. Oh, no, I didn't know they did. Yeah, they do. Okay, no, this is on Amazon Prime. This is a doc. And this is a documentary about his life that was, it came out in 2020, so it's relatively new. Okay. And they interview a bunch of people. Like I said, Guillermo del Toro was one of them. He was probably the most notable one that people have heard of. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I mean, I I enjoyed it. It was a little bit, you know, it's documentary flavor you know it's a little bit dry but man dude was a writer though i just sent you i just sent you my speed test i just ran a speed test oh boy while we're doing this <laughs> while while we're while we're on zoom i got if i do a speed test i'll probably crash the the zoom call <laughs> i got i got 789 down 930 up <laughs> wow i got I, I bet i have about 100 down and five up no, I bet I have a five, five to ten up, seven, probably seven up. I bet I have a hundred and three down and six and a half up. <laughs> That's usually about how it goes. Yeah, on on HBO, it's called Lovecraft Country, um, and it's got Kang the Conqueror, the actor that plays Kang the Conqueror. Okay, so this is a, a, a series with like exposition and yeah, yeah, like based on his story, basically, you know, based on the his writings, I guess. Gotcha. So I was confused. So I would say the. Those are like the four main things we've been watching because, you know, Servant, we're just like, it's a series. Just so waiting. we're just binging that sucker. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Anything else uh, before we go as far as what you're watching? I think that's it. Um, last week, All right. uh, Bryce and Ann watched uh, Red Notice. I was happy that that Ann let Bryce watch Red Notice with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Dwayne The Rock Johnson and... and uh, it's a good one. The twist in that was great. Oh, the twist is great. But I was, you know, I think Bryce loved it. And, you know, this is before he was on restriction. So. Uh-oh. <laughs> so how'd your beer finish? My beer is finishing right now. And, you know, like any good. IP- I mean, you got a lot in there. What do you mean finishing? But this is why I love IPAs. I'll say don't chug it. I'm not chugging it. Oh, OK, good. Because that's 12 percenter, man. Savor that thing. But I mean, I love IPAs because they're good cold. You know, and then as they warm, they're still good. And then when you're finishing it off and you have 
you know, the 12% in you. <laughs> and there's still like new complexities to the taste of it. It's like. Right. As they, as they warm, they change. Yeah. It changes and it changes in your hand and it's got this beautiful tripel glass to, to drink it out of. Sure. Yeah. No, it's, it's just a, uh, nice, clean, uh, the crypto is, is. All all the all the flavors kind of meld together, you know. Before I could say, you know, Citra Crypto, Citra Crypto, Citra Cryo at the front, and Mosaic and whatever. Now it's all kind of meld, molded, melded together, and it's all one flavor, but it's still a tartness. It still has a tartness to it. Yeah, good at twelve percent. That's amazing. Not not so boozy, you know. It doesn't have the alcoholy bite. I guess it has enough. Well, because all those hops, that's why hops. The hops, yeah, yeah. They that mass a lot of it, so <laughs> that makes for a dangerous, dangerous <laughs> beverage. How about yours? How's yours doing? You know, it was really good as it warmed. I'm done with it now. I finished it a minute ago, but as it warmed, it continued to stay good in flavor. You know, tasty and everything. Where oftentimes for lager. loggers, yeah. as they warm, they wind up getting like a weird like aftertaste and such. You know, they just get that weird like pissy. Yeah, like <laughs> that's the way I describe it. I'm like, <laughs> how do you describe it though? Like, yeah, I get that. Yeah, but it's like when you're at a party and it's almost like you're drinking left, like you're taking the leftover spittle out of each can and drinking it. That's like what reminds me of like warm lagers. This is nothing like that. Did you ever clean up after like a frat party or a house party and you just walk around and you're just picking up all these half beers. Right. And people don't finish their beers because it gets cold. It gets warm and you just go get another cold beer because this warm beer isn't going to, isn't going to do because it. Because Keystone is like 25 <laughs> cents a beer. So exactly. you're not, what's the point, right? Yeah. But I want, I want, you know, I love my IPAs cause I could be on a, on a ship somewhere without any refrigeration and I'm still drinking them, you know, you know, especially on a ship to India. <laughs> go man all right let's get out all right have a good one yeah it's good to be back and next week we are off and then we're back again is that correct that's right that's right we'll see you in a couple weeks all right later ted bye next week join jim and ted as they disarm another hollywood bomb or marketing masterpiece remember the holy trinity of podcasting subscribe like share Special thanks to Jeremy Kent Jackson for the voiceover and Rogelio for the music.